wondered when you'd arrive. Thought there might be one or two things we should talk over. I should be resting right now. It's been quite an ordeal. You're not going to be so crass as to ask me how I got away? We both know the chosen, Trudy. I can probably fill in the details for myself. Knowing you, Ebony, you probably could. Welcome to Series 2, Episode 33 of Conversational League Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Savine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 2, Episode 33, the screenplay was done by Joe Boyle. It was directed by Colin McColl. And the episode synopsis were read out by Sabine. Mallrats are overjoyed by the return of Trudy and Brady. However, their thoughts soon turn to the possibility of an attack by the Chosen to get her back. Meanwhile, Ebony and Patsy worry about what Trudy's return might mean for them personally. Chloe and Patsy advise Ryan on how to reconnect with Celine, and Lex's recent actions might have cost him the support of Alice. Okay, so the tribe discover Trudy's return, and while Casey and Lex are curious as to how she escaped, Trudy doesn't want to talk about it, wanting to keep Brady close to her. And we're going to focus all on that first of all. So, panel, we mentioned just how much we all personally missed Trudy last episode, but did anyone have any suspicions in their original watch concerning her return? Uh, I mean, she definitely acted differently. I think when I watched it the first time, I just, you know, chalked that up to the fact that she had been held prisoner for who knows how long, you know? And um, to be around the mall rats again was weird. It's just what I chalked it up to, you know, when I watched it. Yeah, I think I was the same. I don't think I suspected anything you know, nefarious, just mm. that, yeah, who knows what they did to her. And um, she had to get away on her own. However, she managed to do that. It didn't seem like it would have been a clean escape for her. She probably had to do some dirty things. That's what I'm thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that look she gave Ebony in the sewer, I didn't suspect anything from it because I was like, this is a person who did her dirty and she comes back and finds her crying. Why shouldn't she be satisfied at seeing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember the first time watching it, I was just wondering how on earth did she manage to escape the Chosen? Because, you know, these guys are friggin' cult. And it's not something you walk away from that easily, especially with a baby. Yeah. And with how highly they valued her. So, yeah, I did wonder what she had to do to get away from them. I, I was definitely curious how she got out of there with that baby. Yeah, yeah, because... You know, getting yourself out is one thing, but escaping with the thing they value most, Mm -hmm. that's like, yeah, major skills. The looks he gave Ebony, though, I loved them Mm. so much. It's just, the look in her eyes says it all. Ebony deserves everything that happens to her from Trudy's point of view. The only thing I was suspicious about, if at all, was just that we're clearly not done with the Chosen. I figured they're going to come back for her if this went down the way she says, mm-hmm. or that there was a big secret in how she escaped, you know, something she mm-hmm. might be ashamed of and didn't want to talk about. So that's what I figured we were going to get a reveal on that. You know what I mean? Maybe she started a relationship with a chosen and they let her go. You know what I mean? Just something like that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't think what was going to happen happened, but um, yeah, I thought at most that's probably what's going on here. 
Yeah, I think I had the same thought originally. Like she must have like gotten close to a chosen member or something to, to, in order to escape. But uh, yeah, I never thought mm-hmm. of what we're gonna get. <laughs> that didn't cross my mind at all. Yeah, but there there was no way she was gonna be able to leave without anyone coming after her. Exactly. I think that was the only thing that I was like, okay, how did this happen? How is she here right now? You know, how did she make it here and look so lovely doing so? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, and then the fact that the baby is still like six months old, it's fine. And how she was suddenly having tears streaming down her face when she was inside the mall, but not while she was watching Ebony just before that. That actually made sense to me a lot because I can't imagine the complicated Mm -hmm. emotion that she'd be feeling coming back in there after everything she's gone through. She's actually made it inside the mall. And it's not like the last memories of the mall were pleasant ones. Nope. I think there'd just be, I think this was so sincere coming from her, regardless of what her actual plan is, just being Mm -hmm. in that place. And I, I imagine they were tears of like, I can't believe I'm back here. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine their tears of she's not completely home, as we'll discover. Yeah. It's not Brady, you know. And uh, so she's home, but her child isn't home. Mm-hmm. And she has this job to do. I, I, the tears felt very natural to me. Mm-hmm. Everything she must be feeling in mm-hmm. that moment, even without us knowing what she's hiding, you know. That sense of relief. You know, you can just see it in her eyes. With a, I'm, I'm back. I'm really back. And yeah, like Casey, as usual, goes gets right to the point and asks the most pressing question that everyone seems to want to avoid. Um, yeah, well, I understand that obviously everyone's obviously doesn't want to press her because she's just arrived, but this is important. Uh, this is an important yeah. question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I understood Casey asking the questions that he asked, but I also understood everybody snapping at him as well. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and maybe it was more or less because it was KC asking the questions. Mm-hmm. Had it been Bray asking, they wouldn't have said said that to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or even even Celine asking, they wouldn't have said that to her. It should, it should be the first question anybody should be asking. Absolutely. Like, Come on. <laughs> well, how did you get out? Are they going to be here oh. soon? You know, like, yeah. are they following you? Exactly. Yeah. Are they on your tail? Like, uh-huh. How long have you got? Like, come on, it's, this is important. This has to actually has to be discussed. You can't just yep. okay, we can wait. No, this needs to be told now. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised the mall rats don't want to deal with that, especially Bray. Uh-huh. Like, I, it makes so much sense to me that he'd be happy to sweep that under the rug because then he mm-hmm. might have to actually deal with the fact of what happened to her, his responsibility. We already talked about the fact that Bray just wants to pretend none of that happened. She's home now. Everything's fine. We don't even have to discuss it. You know? Um, yep. So, I mean, that's their habit. Sweeping everything away. We don't really want to deal with it. And she's able to capitalize on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, how did you make of Celine's reaction when Trudy hugged Bray? <laughs> oh. uh, I, if I could, like, I, if I could slap a look off somebody's face, it would mm-hmm. be Celine. And it would be Celine a lot of yep. the time. Like <laughs> this whole episode, the whole last two episodes with this girl, I'm just I I can't deal with her. Like she it's quite obvious to us who she's pining after, and it's not her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then oh really? I mean the look of jealousy at Trudy hugging Bray after uh-huh. everything Trudy's just been through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
All I can say is I don't have the patience for Celine today. Nope. Uh-huh. Nope. Exactly. Yes. Sweetheart, I will revisit you another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will come back to Celine a little bit later. Do we have to? Um, unfortunately. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's turn to Patsy's concerns because she visits Tai San in the wake of Trudy's return. And initially, Tyson thinks Patsy wishes that Trudy hadn't come back, but Patsy denies this, instead admitting that she's worried that Trudy still blames her for Brady's initial disappearance and will be out to get her. Um, Sia Panna, what did you make of that scene and Patsy's concerns? It makes sense for her to have them. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with the way that, you know, Trudy had treated her before she left. Mm -hmm. You know, she's and she's a child. She is still a child. So that yeah. thought of how what's going to happen to her will always be at that, you know, that forefront because mm-hmm. she is a child. A great setup for us understanding the mind state and how vulnerable Patsy will be yes. to the future mm-hmm. manipulation. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, by reminding us that she's terrified of rejection mm-hmm. from uh, Trudy, we understand why she desperately grasps whatever Trudy gives her and wants to stay in her good graces and do anything because she still feels this guilt and fear, you know? Um, so I thought that was really well placed. And uh, I like the, the scene between her and Tysan. I think Tysan is giving her the best advice she can mm-hmm. given what she doesn't know and what she does know. Um, it's well-meaning, you know what I mean? It's not harmful advice. And on the surface, she was completely right in her advice. You know what I mean? And uh <laughs> It's a good scene. It's one of the more thoughtful scenes we get from Patsy because we rarely get those. Yeah, it was good. It was good to see that. I did like the fact that she decided to go to Tyson specifically because clearly Patsy realizes that Celine is in no state to talk to about any of this right now, and how Tyson has been with the girls in the past. Yeah, I I get that Patsy goes to her for this. Mm-hmm. I can also see Patsy seeing Tyson as someone who's good at conflict revolu- resolution. Mm-hmm. You know, remember when the girls sided with the Bill of Rights, they were concerned that Tyson wouldn't want to be their friend anymore. And they yeah. came to her and said, I hope you're not upset with us. And she was like, of course I'm not. You know, it's okay that we believe different things. We're still friends. We're still family. And mm-hmm. that would make me feel safe to go to her if I had another yeah. conflict to deal with. Not to mention, I've seen her forgive Ebony. You know, I would be like, what would, you know, what do you think she'll do to me and how should I handle this? You know, and, you know, it made sense. Okay, Ryan, first chance you get, you apologize. Do you hear what we're saying? Yeah, and make it a good one. Flowers, everything. We don't want to be orphans just because you two can't communicate to one another properly. Orphans? You know what I mean. Yeah, let's stick with Patsy because um, her and Chloe corner Ryan thinking he's more likely than Celine to tell them what is going on between the two of them. And they give him advice on how to apologize, which he does take, but obviously to no avail as Celine spurs all <laughs> attempts at interaction. Um. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's just quickly go through that. <laughs> what do you make, guys, of the continuing saga between Riot and Celine? I'm going to tell you right now, there's no doubt in my mind that the reason Celine is still being the way that she's being is because uh, she doesn't want Ryan. And this is her out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know Ryan hurt her feelings. But would he have hurt her feelings as much if it wasn't somewhat true? Yeah. Just, I can't, I can't handle what it Celine. is. I just can't handle Celine and Ryan right now. Ryan's trying his hardest. And he's always tried. He's always tried to get her to mm-hmm. communicate with him. And she never will communicate with him. And now look what's happened. And now look what's happened. All she had to do from the very beginning of him asking, do you want to have a baby? 
oh, Ryan, I don't want to have a baby. This is why I don't want to have a baby. Instead of ignoring him and, you know, like, mm-hmm. avoiding him and pining after Bray. Yeah, because that's what it is. I feel bad for Ryan. Yeah. We know that going forward that, that it's Bray. We know that going mm-hmm. forward. So Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. He's not mad as much about what Ryan wants, mm-hmm. but about the fact that he saw through her. Because if it had been Brace, he might have said yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. While I think those are good arguments, I think they might be a little too reductive and simplistic for what Celine's going through. Um, while I'm not going to argue that she wants Bray, that she's realizing that I want him. I have unresolved uh, desire for him. And of course, she can't make peace with the fact that the reason she doesn't have him is because she pushed him away. She told him no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of course, she's rewritten the narrative on that. Um, that's not going to help her get what she wants if you live in denial about it. Um, I don't think that Ryan hurt her feelings simply because he stepped on some sort of truth. Because I know my feelings would have hurt regardless if I, I told my partner a very valid reason I don't want something and they ignored it and accused me of something else. Whether it was true or not, my feelings would be hurt. Um, I'm not saying I'm on her side or anything like that. Just I think it's more complicated and not as simplistic as, oh, she doesn't want him anymore and she wants Bray and this is her way of getting out of the relationship. Because if that were true, she wouldn't care when Ryan leaves. Oh, I know. And, yeah. Uh, you know, she. I think she's conflicted, definitely. And um, she's definitely reveling in her anger at Ryan. Mm-hmm. But that's very narcissistic anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not giving her the fuel she wants. And so he's mm-hmm. something she can discard at the moment until she wants to pick him back up. And she's not thinking about how do I actually do I want to resolve this? And what part do I have to do to resolve this? You know, and uh, I feel bad that the girls recognize that about Celine, though. That actually yeah. makes me mm-hmm. sad yeah, yeah. that these little girls mm-hmm. are where they cannot go to their caregiver and get a straight answer because she won't give them that. She won't be honest with them about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they have to count on their quote unquote dad to make things right with mom. It's such a, I mean, anyone who ever had to live with parents who were in conflict a lot and were scared of their parents breaking up has gone through this gone to the one parent that they know will make things right. Like, please, please make this right. Please don't make mom mad. I don't want you to go away, daddy, or vice versa. And how simplistic they see it is just apologize, whatever you did. It's so simple. Please just fix it, dad. You know, so our family stays together mm-hmm. and actually kind of broke my heart a bit, you know? Yeah. And uh, that look on Ryan's face, the moment the girls say, we don't want to be orphans. Mm-hmm. It's when he realizes, okay, yeah, there are, well, they're not our kids, but they kind of are. Yeah. We took on that responsibility, yeah. you know, and that would be psychologically being orphaned again. Mm-hmm. And the way Ryan just, he, now Ryan was in the wrong for trying to force a baby on Celine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the fact that it hurts that he wants this thing and his partner doesn't. Mm-hmm. He has a right to be hurt yeah. by that. And, and the fact that he's willing to completely bury all the feelings he has just to make it right with Celine and take all the blame. Like Ryan's not really resolving things either because we'll see how he gets more and more aggressive. Mm -hmm. That's a sign. These Mm -hmm. things aren't being resolved for Ryan either. He just wants to make the relationship work by any means necessary. And if that means taking the blame for everything, we see why it turns into this tumor of rage in Ryan that gets worse. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's really sad because they're just too young. They're just too young to be, going through any of this 
Celine want from Ryan? That's what I'm wondering. Does she, okay. Does she want an apology? Because it's like he's trying. I know. I, I've been mad at my partner. I know that. And to the point where just seeing them pisses me yeah. off. But it's like at some point you have to ask yourself, do you want to resolve this? And what can they do? If you feel they're in the wrong, fine. What what can they do to make it right? If you won't even let them talk to you when they approach you and offer the olive branch, what's the goal here, Celine? Yeah. It, it's simple. She wants to stay mad because she doesn't want to deal with it. She doesn't want to deal with the breaking up or the being alone again. And as, as long as she refuses to talk with Ryan, neither of those things will happen. Maybe she's waiting for her feelings mm -hmm. to make sense again. Like right now she's so mad at Ryan that she can't look at him and she's doubting she wants to be with him. And now she's looking at Bray and thinking, oh my gosh, what happened there? Why didn't that work out? And he wants somebody else and that bothers me. If she talks to him, maybe that comes out. Mm -hmm. But if she holds off and keeps pushing him away, maybe she thinks in her narcissistic brain, this will make sense soon. Because, of course, this doesn't resolve until she's not angry anymore. She doesn't think about everybody else around her. It's always just what, it, what is Celine feeling right now and how can she make everybody else feel what she's feeling too, you know, in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, like misery loves company. And that, I think, is a lot of what Celine is. She has, you know, is through the entire show. The growth, mm. we see her step back even further, you know. Um, and this, I think, is really dead to her character. Like, they could have done other things with her. She didn't have to fall back into this, you know what I mean, with Bray. And she could have easily just not, not have had a baby with Ryan. And it still would have been okay. Just know that I don't like Celine, all right? <laughs> I think she needs to grow up. I think she needs to get her feelings together and stop, you know abusing the people closest mm -hmm. to her that is very fair absolutely 100 percent. when i was first talking about my opinion that i think she's a narcissist and i had mentioned she had nothing fueling her and uh what they say about narcissists is that everyone around them is simply fuel yeah everybody yeah. Mm -hmm. and they use you for the fuel you give them whether it's that you make them feel good or you meet some need when you don't meet that need mm -hmm. anymore, you're very easily discarded. But they still need control of you. And um, they will exert that control. So even now she's trying to exert the control over Bray through Danny. You know, trying to control that element of her life. It's the same reason why she can't just discard Ryan, even if she doesn't want him. Because he is fuel. He's necessary fuel. So she's got to exert some sort of control to keep him where she needs him whenever, you know, it, I wonder if they knew that when they were writing her. Like, was this purposeful? Seems too deliberate not to be. Yeah. For me, it always feels like she's, at this point in time, she's just not responding to Ryan and just keeping him somewhere on that leash with the promise that, with the idea that it might all end up well, simply so she has a safety net in case she finally figures out what she really wants. Yeah. To make sure he's still there when she decides he wants him and won't move on. Is, is that what we f you think Celine's doing at the moment? Do you think, like, is she just, um, is it the like, her grass is green on the other side kind of thing, the way she's looking at Bray? Or do you think she really is trying to pursue Bray and just keep him Ryan as a fullback just in case this doesn't work? I don't think that yeah, may not necessarily be exactly that at this moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Um, but she's definitely looking at Bray like, okay, what if? What if I would have? Yeah, there might have been. Yes, like that's all still definitely there. Um, and once she realizes her feelings for Bray, then, you know, it changes a little bit as far as her and, and Ryan go. Um, I just, I hurt, like my heart hurts for Ryan in this situation. Um, yes, I definitely felt like, you know, what he said to her was a low blow. He shouldn't have said it. And he knows he should, mm -hmm. you know, he knew it as soon as he said it, he shouldn't have said it. But at the same time, you know, he, he person can only get pushed so far and mm -hmm. all over before they finally speak their mind. And I think he was pushed to his breaking point and she's always at a breaking point, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. I just don't think they're good together. I just don't. I don't think they're good together. I don't think they're good for each other. Maybe in the beginning, if they would have stayed friends. I think it would have been different. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt um, simply because she's young and, uh, you know, this happens. When you start to fall out of love with someone, it can be very torturous. You don't know why your feelings are changing. The other person hasn't really done anything wrong, you know, and you start to latch on to reasons to be angry with them. Because you don't even realize it's because you don't want to be with them anymore. And But then I think of the things that she does, the way she would bring Bray into conversations with Danny when it wasn't necessary mm -hmm. for her to do so. And mm -hmm. just this, there's just, again, a maliciousness, a narcissistic tendency yeah. to exert that control yeah. that makes it harder to see this as simply an innocent girl going through this yeah and you and see the look on her face do. when bray asks where danny is and if anybody's seen her you see the guilt in her face you know whether it's this episode or the one before this you still see it like she's like i know mm -hmm. what i did i'm you know i know what i did i messed up like just don't have the patience for celine and i still mm -hmm. i try to take into account that she is a teenage girl you know and i know what i was like at her age but i also didn't attack the people closest to me because i was upset Eh, can't say I never did that. Yeah, I was a lot more. I don't want people to be <laughs> mad at me, you know. <laughs> I think it's just really hard to isolate any of Celine's individual moments because we know the whole story. Yes. And you have no choice but to mm -hmm. look at her overall yes. arc of behavior. Mm -hmm. That is my biggest So issue. it's really hard to just be like, this is innocent, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because I'm like, it's not when I look at the score right. of your behavior, mm -hmm. it's not an innocence. It, your narcissistic tendencies to do this and um you do a lot of damage and i have to sit in here i have to i have to think about the fact that okay if they were to have a baby ryan's attention wouldn't be all on her ryan's nope. attention would be split split with his child and maybe that's just me reaching you know and over analyzing it because we're talking about her being a narcissist but if she is a narcissist then that's a logical thing for her not to want to have the kid and not to want to take the attention away from herself <laughs> 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 just say it <sighs> <laughs> if she is a narcissist, okay. <laughs> but yeah, but even if she's a narcissist, she could want the child. Yeah. Because she has something that's all hers. That is true. An, an extension of yes, herself. That will love her forever, you know, forever, you know, no forever. matter what. And she can exert complete yes. control over this little person. Yes. You know, yep. we've, you're right. You've seen that. And that poor kid better be perfect. Yeah, you know, you're right. Um, you're absolutely right. It could go either way. 
Mm-hmm. So I personally think she just doesn't want a child. Which is, makes right sense. Now. It makes sense right. for her not yeah. to want to have a kid. And that's perfectly okay. But she could have just Im- immediately had that conversation with Ryan instead of letting him sit there and stew and let him get upset. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he was upset every time he would try to talk to her. You know what I mean? Like, I still think she made it pretty clear she didn't want a child. And she should have used that. her words. Yeah. We all know that I'm Ryan sorry. can't take hints. I'm not going to give him that excuse. Subtlety I'm sorry. Is not a Ryan thing. has shown that now, now Ryan knows body language. He knows nonverbal cues. He knows when somebody is. Well, yeah. Before he got the shoes it. is what I'm talking about. Once he bought those baby no, shoes. Then he I knew, knew even before he knew before he got the why shoes. Cause why again, him, would he hide? Why did he hide the shoes? He knew she didn't want to talk. And about the book. She didn't want again, again, So he knew all she had to do was open this her mouth. And have an open, you can't put all the blame I'm on her not, there, Maggie. I'm not putting all the blame on her because I don't believe he had the right to say what he said to her. And he doesn't have a right to get mad at her for not wanting to have a baby. That is her choice. I'm talking about the way that it was gone about. Like, open communication is a struggle that Selena's always had, especially in her relationships. I think they both failed. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm like that. I said, I agree. They both mm-hmm. failed. I'm not saying one is right, one is not right. I just lean could have used her words. Yes, he's perfectly capable of doing so when she wants to. Right. Ryan used his words to communicate what he wanted. Why couldn't she use her words to communicate what she wanted instead of playing games? Well, I just know that I have been in relationships where I feel like I've made myself perfectly clear. And my partner wants to act like I had no idea that's how you felt. And I'm like, I'm not buying that. You know me. You know I didn't want that. You know how I, you know I didn't want it because of how I reacted to it. And... I think he's just as responsible for ignoring those verbal, those nonverbal cues from her because he just didn't care. Then he wanted her to talk to him. He wanted her to have a conversation with him. But he also showed that he didn't care what she had to say about it. Right. He, he crossed her boundaries. He absolutely did cross the boundary. You are absolutely correct in that. I just think that it you know, could have been handled a better way in all aspects. Absolutely. Agreed there. <laughs> Okay, we're happy to know that's the end of Celine's discussion. Yay! <laughs> oh, man. Um, what's been happening here? Well, lots, believe me. But nothing you can't catch up on once you get over all this. And you? Are you happy? I'm heading that way. And now that you're back... You're with Danny now? Well, um... We just sort of... I'm glad. You'll be good for each other. Um, okay, so yeah, let's, let's go back to Trudy. Trudy asks Bray, how is he, and if he and Danny are now together? And though he's a bit reluctant, he does admit that they are. But to his surprise, Trudy tells him that she's happy for the both of them. So yeah, the, obviously the immediate question panel. Like, were you surprised at Trudy's reaction? And yeah, in general, what did you make of Bray and Danny's being all loved up in this episode? Honestly, I think this is where the first, like, I, where I suspected something was off with Trudy. Because I was like, she wouldn't just be like, oh, that's wonderful. And, like, you can even, like, it's just, that's not, that's not Trudy. I don't care how long she was away. The way that she hugged Bray when she saw him, you know what I mean? But. That was more genuine. Yeah, like, this was, uh, Trudy, good try. Nice try. I applaud you for the effort. <laughs> I, when she did that, I was surprised. But I was, again, I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. So I was like, maybe she's doing it for his benefit. 
You know, mm-hmm. we have seen Trudy yes. say and do things because she didn't want to make Bray uncomfortable and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, she's been thought of his feelings. So I thought maybe if she does have any hurt feelings that he's with Danny, she doesn't feel like dumping that on him. You know, she just, she just yeah. got home. She's happy to see him. So I thought maybe she was just like, that's great. I'm happy for you. Even if inside it might make me sad mm-hmm. or disappointed because I love you, you know, and just trying to be a friend for him. And I thought, well, maybe it just comes from her natural maturity that she's been making this journey. And yeah, I just thought it was because she was happy to see him and she's not trying to make things awkward. Right, yeah. right, right. By being like, but I still love you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why didn't you wait she for me? some acting <laughs> classes, okay? She, I, I, yeah, I don't fully share that point of view, but... <laughs> That's just, there was a part of me that thought, yeah, maybe, maybe she could be happy for him because Bray didn't bother to come and rescue her. Yeah, that's true. So, so I was kind of thinking she, she, may, she may have given up on the idea of Bray and realized how useless he is at protecting the people he yeah, loves. I would have believed that had she not hugged him the way that she did. <laughs> when, when she first yeah. saw him, like I yeah. would have believed that had there not been that reaction, you know? Yeah. It's still, I mean, Bray is technically the one yeah. link to her yeah, old right. life. You're right. So, no matter the intentions, she will always love him right. for what he is her baby's uncle, her first love. Yeah, I just still know? can't get, you know, I, get it out of my head how much Trudy did love Bray. And how she does and continues to do so, you know, like it's the same. Like I was feeling the same way, you know, with the like with the ebony thing, um, like mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay, ebony loves him. Trudy loves him. You know, uh, why are they gonna mm-hmm. keep one but get rid of the other? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I still have the moment in my mind that the last thing Trudy said. Or well shouted from the boat was to Bray that she'll always love him. I can and she'll come I, back for him. Dude, but. now like every time you say it, I'm like, that's not what she said. Because <laughs> now I, I believe that's what she said. But it's not. Don't forget hmm. me. <laughs> like, but in my head I can hear her saying, I will always love you. Oh wait, it's because she said, I love you. Right, Don't that's forget it. me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh my god, my head kind of I, I thought she said this. <laughs> She's Mandela effectiveness. Yeah, I don't I like think it. Okay. At the at the time, I just thought it was a, a form mm. of masking. You know, we've mm-hmm. all had somebody yeah. who didn't re- return our affections, but because we needed to stay friends with them or we oh, wanted yeah. to keep them in our lives, we learned to mask our oh, yeah. own affections because we're not trying to make things awkward. So that's what I really just figured it was. Mm-hmm. Like she's just masking it because she's not trying mm-hmm. to make things awkward. She did the same thing in the park the day Drady disappeared. You know, the minute she noticed Bray was getting uncomfortable with her emotional intimacy, she immediately backed yeah. off. And mm-hmm. so that's what I, just, I figured it was, you know, the same way Ebony masks her feelings, mm-hmm. you know, with Bray. But now, now I feel like it has more to do with lowering his guard because she has a yeah. mission. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want him to be at all suspicious of mm-hmm. her or be her behavior. And so she's playing nice because she knows Bray. He won't question yeah. it if she's playing nice. Like everything's fine. She's just you happy know? to be I'm home. So happy and for she's you, just Bray. happy to be home. Yep. Yeah, and that's all Bray wants anyway. Yep, exactly. You know? He's not going to think about anything else because she and Brady are home. Good. Good job. Don't Trudy. want you to look too closely at good me, job, Bray. Trudy. <laughs> <Got us. laughs> I, 
I have work to do. I can't have you looking at right. me or paying much attention yeah. to me. We don't need to associate often. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you go be with Danny. She's a great distraction, Bray. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Couldn't have found you a better one if I tried. that's what it is, too. Yeah. How sick the two made uh, us. I, uh, well, I wasn't going to mention them at all. It was just so false. Oh, like... It was just forced and false, and I sorry, I hated it. Them just gazing at each other, I was like, oh, we can't focus. I was like, oh god. Oh, and then and then Danny going all, oh, but what happens now, Bray? It's my first time. <laughs> I don't know who wrote these two's dialogue. I really don't. I like. I'm. I'm just like, this is this is awful. <laughs> it's really bad. And it, it wouldn't be such a bad thing if I hadn't already seen Bray. Yeah, love. exactly. Like, exactly. In love, but I have. <laughs> And he acted like a normal human being who said normal human Didn't being things. And this is just for like, no mm -hmm. what play did you rehearse, right. Ray, for this crap? Seriously. That, that whole scene where they can't yes. concentrate because they're supposed to be so in love. Do you know what they reminded me of? Apparently when they were Jeff filming. Brady, <laughs> no. When they were filming the Brady Bunch, the the oldest siblings, the, the actors who played them, fell in love on set. Mm -hmm. Teenagers fell for each other. Oh, yeah. So Greg and Marsha behind the scenes were crazy for each other. And there were several scenes where they'd have to keep cutting because these two couldn't focus on the show because mm -hmm. they just wanted to jump each other's bones. And it's this cringy, hilarious tale from yesteryears. That's all I keep seeing with these two. <laughs> it's the not convincing. If it's meant to convince me these two are crazy in love, you're still not doing it. <laughs> It doesn't feel sincere what's happening between these two. It feels forced. No, and like, then, of course, that. I had to be the person I had to uh, go uh, to Josh. I was like, so you want me to make this even grosser for you? <laughs> He's over 18 and she's like 14. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, it's fine. It's just acting. It's exactly as Liz said, though, because like yeah. we have seen Bray in love before. We've seen, mm -hmm. we've seen that whole build up. We've seen how it go folds and then just to see this kind of parody this kind of play that's like, what it is it's, it's a parody that's exactly what it is they're meant to like Ugh. bring the comedic relief to the episode and we don't need it we don't need it mm. i don't need danny and bray anyway so like i can buy it from danny's point of view i've never seen danny in love so if this is her in love fine i'll buy it but Bray, mm -hmm. i've seen you in Head love, over heels. really in love and this mm -hmm. isn't i this what what is this like, this is like you don't want to be gross, but it's like you're grooming an underage child. You just don't right. sound like He's a just real person. Trying to get in her pants. That's what it thing. seems like. That's what it seems yeah. like. I just ew. even even Lex seems to have more tact than that. Uh oh, I'm not touching that. Yeah, I'm like. Uh. <laughs> uh. All I can say is that the writers have tried for all season to convince us that these two belong together and they have failed for me. Yeah, they're even together now and we still don't believe it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I still don't buy this. Like, sorry, not with you. This is gross. Moving on. Next scene. Put some clothes on. Put some clothes on. <laughs> he acts so obnoxious yes! in trying to convince us that he's in love with Danny, that it doesn't feel real, it doesn't feel sincere, and it makes it creepy. That's why. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. Even when she asks, what do we do now? Or what do I do now? This is my first time. He gives a creepy answer. It only gets better. That was the and creepiest answer. What the That's heck? Really All right. Don Lothario, I see you. It just gets better from here. Like, ew. What? <laughs> Not the answer she's looking for, Bray. She's asking if right. you're in a relationship. 
She's asking, yeah. like, what did this mean when we did this? Are you my boyfriend now? You know, are we committed to each other? No, it just gets better from here. Like, ugh. <laughs> you should go pee, though. So you know, girl. Yeah, that, that is a Lex response. Yeah, that's that was quite, definitely ugh. a Lex response. You are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. like the right response would have been like well I don't want to see anybody else do you I really want this you and I to continue I would like you to be my girlfriend that's what you say to that and even mm-hmm. Bray knows better you know and again he had the same freaking conversation with Amber okay and so he's done better <laughs> it was okay <sighs> Danny will never be Amber you will never be our mom and you cannot replace her <laughs> This is the worst kind of sequel. (laughs) This is where they just do the same thing they did in the first movie, but worse. This is American Psycho 2. Just, (laughs) I don't want it. Get it out of here. How is Bray the protagonist when all anybody ever does is talk so much crap about him? Like, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say besides me and maybe a handful of other people that Bray is their favorite character. All right? Everybody usually hates him. I'm like, but he's the protagonist. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Everybody, you know, likes Lex, I guess. That's the draw. That's the draw. Everybody's always like, Lex is the best. No. In most stories, the protagonist is the least likable character. That is true. And I tend to not like the protagonist. And they're also the least yeah. uh, interesting. They're the safe character. Like Harry Potter. You know, they're the empty palette. <laughs> you know, Harry Potter, Luke Skywalker, Bella Swan. And they're surrounded by yeah. more interesting characters. It's true. You know, and those are the people we tend to gravitate to. You know, when people were doing Star Wars as kids, they weren't being Luke. Yeah. They were being Han Solo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Harry has the more interesting friends and on and on. So I still love him. I don't care. It's fine, guys. I'll talk crap with you. I like Bray as a character. But I've had a really hard time with him in season two. Season two is just, yeah, no, it, you absolutely, like, the more we watch, the more it just reiterates that the mall rats are the villains and they are meant to look like the villains because the city is turning against them. As you can ask these guys, I was, I was his biggest che- uh, cheerleader in season one. Okay. Well, that makes me happy. Constantly defending him. And, uh, but season two, he's just, I've had a hard he's time the worst, with him. I know. And I don't think it's really much yeah. better in season three. He's, he's disappointed me. I'm like, Bray, I expect better of you. Yeah. You know? But his, his, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. But Amber died and that she was his only motivation. Oh, wait until now. Sorry. Until, you know, Danny came around to pull him out of that darkness six hours later. (laughs) That was a lot of time to be in the dark. (laughs) You're right. You're right. It's hard, though. I mean, looking at it now, the Bray I remember and loved so much all those years is so different than what he actually was. Yes, exactly. But I think watching it as a 30 something year old woman, you, you know, we look at it differently now. Whereas before, yeah. it was, oh, he's who I would want to be my baby daddy, right? Mm-hmm. No, I really don't think that you should be a father, Bray, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fine. Hey, we all make those messed up assumptions, like, the first time. <laughs> yeah. Because, honestly, I was chasing Lex. Now look at myself. I was like, Lex and, Lex and Bray, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now I'm like, Ryan, Ryan, come here. Come here. <laughs> I will give you babies. Come here. <laughs> The uh, circumstances that led to you being taken in the first place Let me see You told them where I was They came, grabbed me, carted me off Yes, 
What about it? Who else knows? You know, I think he may be right. There might be one or two things we should talk about. Obviously with Trudy back, Ebony visits her, wanting to know if she'll tell the others about the circumstances leading to Trudy's original capture. And Trudy says that nobody else needs to know, for now. And then later, we see Ebony writing a hit list of names on her mirror, and bringing back her old loco tribal markings. So, I mean, yeah, panel, I, what did you make of the exchange that we saw between Ebony and Trudy? And, yeah, how did you interpret Ebony's new image? I, just, I kept saying, uh-oh. I said, uh-oh, a uh, lie. I was just very giddy and happy about the fact that Trudy was finally having the upper hand over Ebony. Like, she's, she's got her reeled in, and she's just, you know, gonna let her suffer for a while. Did that not throw any alarms bell, alarm bells for you, the way she did it? Um, Yeah, but I was too happy about it to actually feel alarmed. <laughs> for me, it was a yes and no. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, because Trudy and Ebony, it's a very tricky situation. Mm-hmm. Ebony's done a lot to, to Trudy, um, so I really wouldn't put it past Trudy to, to, to want to hold something over her head. You know, to yeah. have that upper hand because finally she does have the upper hand and she's never had it. Like, you know, uh, yeah. so, I mean, I could see it being the fact that Ebony's still there, that she shows back up and Ebony is still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's got a sting. Yep. And, you know, it's, I mean, she gave Ebony a second chance or, well, a 700 chance when she let her go. She helped her escape from the Chosen. And she was nothing but kind of nice to her. You know, she helped her get away, only for Ebony to betray her once again. So, to me, it made perfect sense that if she has anything to hold over Ebony, Mm -hmm. she will. I didn't see a big alternative motive behind that other than just plain old revenge at Ebony. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, it didn't ring any, raise any alarm bells because it was Ebony. Mm -hmm. And so I just, all I thought was, oh, Trudy's ordeal has given her teeth, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Traumatic events, often we develop armor because of them. And this person is the reason she ended up in this traumatic event, you know. And um, mm-hmm. so that's how I, for me, it felt like, yeah, she shouldn't be nice to this person. She should play with her. You know, she should mess with her. And I'd seen what Jaffa was doing to Trudy before she was taken away. And I'm like... That if any experience is going to make you a little more rocky and a little more jagged around mm-hmm. the edges, something like that'll do it. If she'd done this to someone else, I would have been like, "Whoa, red flag!" Because yeah. that's not to prove mm-hmm. that's not the Trudy I know. But here, it felt completely acceptable. And again, very clever writing to hide what's going on with Trudy before they start exposing it. You know, because yeah, it could just be like, of course, Ebony deserves yeah. Trudy doing this to her. And playing with her and toying with her because of what Ebony did to her. So I was like, oh, okay, good. Look at you, girl. Go. Yeah, give her some. Yeah. As for Ebony's change. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is that's what, you know, she's got to put that armor right back up after she let it down with Bray. It it's so depressing mm-hmm. because it's like, I know people like this. They are often the cause of their troubles. And so they'll try to go straight for a little bit. But as soon as if they if things don't go right for them while they're going straight, they immediately give up and still take no responsibility for why their life is the way they are. 
And so that's why I never saw Bray being the key to Ebony coming out of her funk as the healing penis trope, because Bray was never the key to Ebony's problems. Even if he'd returned her affections, she'd still have these problems, you know? And so as soon as she didn't get the guy, she immediately goes back to the way she's been. She was never sorry. She was never remorseful. She never actually felt bad for anything she did. She was just playing a part and hoping she'd get something she wanted from it. And it was fun to indulge that side of herself. But as soon as things didn't go the way she wanted them to, she goes right back to this mm -hmm. and acts like it's everyone else's fault. Mm -hmm. Like I need to get revenge on all of you. And it's just like, Ebony, you were not owed a happy ending because you did so much damage to these people. They owed you nothing. None of them, you know, and the only person on that list who deserves to be there is probably Zoot. Yeah. Yeah, it was alarming, you know. It it didn't surprise me that Ebony go, went back to that, but just having her put on that makeup, mm -hmm. it just had a certain ding-dong to his back. Absolutely, yeah. Kind of vibe. When you only have one coping mechanism and things don't go your way, you're going to keep falling back on that one coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. It hurt too much when Bray rejected yeah. her. It hurt. It devastated her. And that was vulnerable. And she's mad that she allowed herself to be vulnerable to feel this. So she goes right back to the coping strategy of, I'm not going to feel any of this. I'm not going to let any of it touch me again. Because I don't like the way this feels, you know? Yeah, and keep in mind, right now she's still in some of their good graces, kind of. But she's afraid of what's going to happen when Trudy does tell everyone what she's been doing. And she's getting ready to bolt. Either make yourself needed or bolt. It would have been a miracle if she'd actually tried to make peace with Trudy, tried to apologize. Mm -hmm. If she if she had the ability to feel remorse, that's what many of us might have done. Acknowledged, man, I really hurt you and I'm sorry. I'm trying to be better. But no, her instinct was just to yeah. protect herself and say, this sucks. I don't like being vulnerable. And like you said, Sabine, I better put my plan in action because I'm going to do my thing. I need to look out for me and all of you people are my enemy yep. again. Um, like, this secret panel, I don't know if I'm remembering it wrong, but, like, Bray knew what Ebony had done, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it was kind of assumed that most of the other Morats knew afterwards, in the aftermath, after Trudy had gone, who was, who the, who had caused it. So I'm kind of a bit confused about the writing here. I don't know. They never, no, 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 they never, never clear. yeah. Right. No, the, and all Bray knew is that Ebony knew where Trudy was she knew. and wouldn't yeah, tell that's him. All, that's all right. that he knew, was that she knew of the location. He didn't know that she was lured there by Ebony. Right, but yeah. he blames her for the disappearance and for her Trudy going because she knew where she was and she lorded it over him to get something she wanted before she gave him the information. Yeah. Right. Which got which cost them precious time that that they could have used to actually save Trudy. Yeah, but and that's all he knows. He doesn't know that Ebony is the one who yeah, he got know. Trudy in that situation in the first place. Yeah, but he she she knew where, he, where she was. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's be, and he believes it's because she got captured right. by them that, too. Exactly. Yeah. And that's all he knows. Like, and that's all the rest of the tribe knows is that Ebony apparently got captured by the Chosen. Discovered that's where Trudy and Brady were. And didn't tell them right away. Instead, used it to get the antidote formula. That's all they know. Again, that's still enough for me. Absolutely. But clearly not these guys. Pack of lemmings. But um, <laughs> yeah, they don't know that she's deliberately responsible for Trudy ever ending up with the Chosen at all. Okay. Um. It did seem that way, though. It did seem that way, though, because it did kind of, you know, was implied that Bro Bray knew exactly what she had done. 
Yeah, yeah. The aftermath was a bit yeah. weird. I don't know. I just think if she was smart, she could still get ahead yeah. of this. She's Ebony. She's got this if she figures it out. Yeah. She could come clean before Ebony, uh, Trudy ever had the chance mm-hmm. to. And, you know, pull out a whole sob story if she wanted to. But she doesn't want to depend on their good graces anymore because mm-hmm. Bray didn't give her the D. And so she's <laughs> like, screw it. Yeah. Oh, Bray. Oh, Bray. <laughs> I mean, th- that line from episode one that Dal says, you know the rule, look after number one. It specifically applies to Ebony most. Yeah. That's all she ever does. That is her only rule. I don't believe this. I don't believe it. You don't actually think he's going to do all this, do you? Will you pipe down? This is important. Alice, the ideas are good. This is what's needed. Wait a minute. This is Lex. You know he's not capable of all this. You know, Lex, the same guy that for the last month couldn't organize a change of underwear for himself. What, and and he's going to save us from the Chosen? Well, who else is going to do it? Ebony or or you? You know, maybe you wouldn't have such a down on me if I'd taken you up on that offer at the dance party the other night. Lex, I think you've said enough. If anyone wants me, I'll be at the farm. There's a better class of animal there. Lex, of all people, obviously, um, outlines a plan, including traps and setting patrols, all to the approval of Bray and Danny. But Alice scoffs at his ability to carry it out, leaving them all when he responds by insulting her. So, I mean, yeah, well, was anyone convinced by Lex's plans? And how did you feel about Alice's kind of change of heart concerning Lex? Uh, I mean, I don't... Do I believe that he would have accomplished all of that? No. Do I believe that he would have tried? Probably. At this moment, he would have tried. Uh, he was trying to do better. He wanted because you see it throughout the show. Lex wants the approval mm-hmm. of the fe- of his fellow Mallrats. Yeah, he wants to do good by them, but he keeps messing up. And and Alice, I mean, oh, he shouldn't have insulted her. Okay, but she was doing nothing but insulting him in that moment. You know, I uh, and I feel bad for both of them. I like their friendship. They're so good together. Mm-hmm. It made sense for me that yeah. Lex wanted to do all these things and came up with a plan. Mm-hmm. Especially if you keep in mind, the girl that just returned that they want to keep safe is the one that saved his yeah. life. You know, and I'm sure Lex now was like, okay, now I've got to make sure that everybody's safe because I messed up that first time, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that must be playing somewhere in the back of his mind. And kudos to Danny and, and Bray for thinking that, you know... It's a good idea because even if they, you know, they're they're good ideas. Even if Lex isn't the one that executes them, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like he would have tried, but I also feel like Lex was one of those people, and he is one of those people that likes to delegate. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have just been him doing it on his own. Um, and Alice, you know, he disappointed Alice. He really disappointed Alice, you know, with with, with you know getting drunk when he did. And uh, I understand her outburst. And her being upset as well, mm. um, but it, it's personal more so than anything. Mm-hmm. But his comment was a low blow. It was a low blow, absolutely. Especially with everyone there. With everyone standing there, yes, absolutely was a low blow. But she was doing nothing I, but standing I, there and cutting him down to every single member of that tribe. So I understand him going low because that's who Lex is as a character. I wouldn't yeah. have gone low, but as you know, Lex, that's what he does. That's that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Male or female, yeah. you know? But, but Udo said, Alice is just saying, fine, nope, I'm not 
I'm yeah. not doing this. I'm not staying right, and, and here. leaving. If you need me, I'm at the farm. Yep, you know, she made that decision to go. Yes. And that, you know, is what an adult does. Yeah. I think Lex's ideas were great. It's not like Lex hasn't mm -hmm. had good uh, defensive yeah. ideas before. Do I believe that he would have ever come through on any of them? Eh, no. Not really. <laughs> and I don't think it's for lack of Right. Trying. That's what I say. He'll try. It would be lack. Mm -hmm. It's lack of yes. investment. Right now, mm -hmm. I believe Lex is fully committed to what yep. he's saying. But I can't guarantee that tomorrow he'll be committed to any mm -hmm. of what he just said. I understand Alice being like, are you serious, you guys? You're listening to any of this? But I also feel like her disappointment's yeah. too personal yeah. right now. She's mm -hmm. really mad that he let her down yes. personally, and she can't get past that. And as Maggie says, she's continually cutting his good ideas down in front of the entire tribe. Mm -hmm. She can't acknowledge her good ideas. There is a more constructive way Alice could have expressed hey. her doubt in him, mm -hmm. you know, rather than just plain insulting mm -hmm. him in front of everybody. Again, she's very emotional. She put her faith in him. She backed him, you know, and she likes him, mm -hmm. sees good in him, wants him to be better, and he let her down. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's thinking of the circumstances of how that happened, you know, and then he didn't deliberately let her down. It's not like he just went on a bender and said, right. screw you, Alice. You know, he was trying to help a friend and this happened. Mm -hmm. So I do think- They she, came home. Right. I think she's being a little mm -hmm. too emotional because she feels personally betrayed by him. And you don't just keep cutting someone down and not expect them to, to snap back. Right. Uh, it's not like they're alone and she's snapping at him and telling him, I don't have faith in you because of this. And, uh, you know, so I completely understand why he snaps back at her. Like, geez. Now, he knows why she's mad. He knows it's because he let her down. And so, yeah, just like, you know, Brian did. Even though he knew Celine was right to not want this child mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he was wrong. He took a low blow because yep. he was hurt. You know, and I get it though. And, you know, it's, it has what happens when your emotions get in the way. But I don't think, no matter what the circumstances are, the mall rats would have followed through on any of these no. good plans. Like, I don't care who came up with these awesome ideas, they would have never gotten done. These mall rats haven't followed through on anything productive in season two. You can't even lower the grill. So it's like, yeah, right now, you know, we're, we're, we're like, yeah, this sounds great. But, like, seriously, what do they really do to protect <laughs> they, themselves from the Chosen yeah. going forth? Uh, they would have, can you imagine if they would have tried to implement these plans that Lex had by bullying other tribes to do it for them? Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of wondering how Lex was going to get people to volunteer and to sign up to do it, you know? What are you going to pay them with? The plastic tokens they can only use in the marketplace? Right. Like, these are grand ideas, but we already know you guys mm -hmm. can't implement anything properly. And I mean, you don't even implement your own bill of rights. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, <laughs> this was never going to happen. But bless your heart, yeah. Lex, for being excited about something. Bill of rights. Was there, was there no punishment for attempted murder? Was that really not in there? Like, I'm just curious. No. Okay. No. All right. It's so just murder. As long, if you try to murder someone, it's fine. If you succeed, it's not fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. This moment with how mad Alice is. At Lex, it always made me wonder about what experience Alice has had with people drinking, because it always looks like she had some experience with it with people who kept falling off the wagon again. Yeah, I, I can see that. No, I think it's it was more just that Lex was so useless and destructive when he was drinking, and it was a problem for everybody. Like I don't think it was even Lex's drinking that was the problem. It's that because he was drinking, no one could depend on him, and he was causing problems yeah. for everybody. Um, 
And I think that's where the problem was. Because if Lex was just someone who went out and partied and got up and went to work the next day, no one would care oh. how much he was drinking. No one would care if he was a functioning right. alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But he's not. So that's why it's an issue. And I think for Alice, it was more that I vouched for you. She said that. If you ever renege mm-hmm. on me again, like I put my good name on you. You know, I convinced mm-hmm. everyone to make you market supervisor. I believed in you and you let me down. And so it became yeah. personal. I think they're vo- both uh, very emotionally triggered people. Um, emotions get the better of them, you know. Alice has always tried to, and I think when it comes to Lex and him letting her down, I think it just hit her differently because of her feelings for him. Uh, but then again, that you know, she also saw that everybody else had given up on Lex. Nobody else cared. Nobody else mm-hmm. cared. And uh, someone needed to care in order to stop the destruction, in order to stop the, the chaos and, the, and, and you know, the mm-hmm. mess that he was creating. And she stepped in as that person because that's what she does. You know, she always took care of Ellie. Now here's Lex who needs her. And then he, he let her down. And like you said, she got very emotional about it. And right now it is a very personal thing for her. I don't think she can look past her personal feelings in the matter to realize that, okay, this might actually work if we all work together, you know, because she could have taken charge. She could have been like, all right, I will help you do this. Let's get this done. Instead, she lashed out because he had hurt her. He had upset her. And I get that because it's like, as you said, everyone mm-hmm. else had given up on him. Yep. And she was the only one who stood up and said, I believe in you. So it makes it it, it makes it personal when he lets her down. It's like, dude, I was the only one who had faith you could do it. And, and you let me down. Right. He didn't let anybody else down. He didn't let anybody else down because they didn't believe in him to begin with. He had no faith, you know? And now it's like, you made me feel like an idiot for believing in you and liking you. Yes. You made me look stupid. And thinking that you seriously want to do better and that there's a good person inside there. And now I feel foolish for ever thinking that about you. It just sucks all around. And it was, it was an ugly thing for him to mention the party. It was, it was. You know, she'd go. You know, and he knew that, you know, that was, mm-hmm. it was a low blow to go there, you know. And we see that in the next episode, you know. I just, I feel bad. I feel for them both in, in this situation, in this, in this situation, particularly here in, in the cafe, you know, because she is cutting him down and belittling him in front of his family, in front of everybody he knows. And he's just supposed to stand there and take it because it's Alice, right? We know Lex, Lex. And he's not yeah. allowed to say He's not allowed to say anything right. back to her either. Exactly. It's you know, and he did. He he said he's like, I, I'm going to say something. This is not going to happen right now. You know, and I think that's that's what any person would do in that situation. You know, they wouldn't let someone talk down to them like that. And you have to consider that Lex's feelings are hurt, too, because Alice is one of the few people whose opinion actually matters to him. Her liking him and having faith in him and telling him you're worth something matters to him. And so to hear her say these cruel things to him, it had to hurt. And so he wanted to hurt her back. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And that's why, you know, I say, you know, with the, they, they're, mo- you know, emotionally triggered. Uh, it, it's, and it's, it's just sad. It's sad. I feel bad. Like I said, I feel bad for both of them because I love their friendship so much. They both mean a lot to each other. And this friendship, I believe, you know, opposed to other friendships in the show. A realistic depiction of how friends can fight yes. when they hurt each other. Mm-hmm. How they can resolve At the it. end of the day, it's about how they make up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, it's not like Lex didn't deserve. Of course, this not in front of everyone. She could have, you know. But there was a, yeah, there yes. was a productive way to go about reprimand it. Reprimand me in public. Reprimand, reprimand me in in private. You know. Uh, or if you are going to do it in public, keep it constructive. Yeah, constructive, exactly. Not just telling him how worthless he is. And that's more or less what she did. It just sucks. I mean, it's not like I feel bad for Lex or anything, but I get it. I just, I understand where he's coming from and where she's coming from. And I think I feel bad for Lex because I, throughout the show, you see that, you know, him trying to do better. And then, of course, he falls back into that same trap every single time. And I just want him to do better. I think I'm a lot like Alice in that, you know? I want to see him do better because I know he's capable of it. We see it. We see it on occasion. <laughs> um, okay. And yeah, that leads us to our final thoughts of the episode. After the confrontation with Lex, Alice ends up at the farm where she reprimands a shirking work party before angry, kicking a beam in the barn and accidentally causing a collapse. Um, yeah, what'd you make of that little mini cliffhanger there? First time I ever saw that, my heart was Same. in my throat. Same. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no, not yeah, Alice. Like, of all people, of all people, <laughs> it had to be Alice. Why? I'm not going to say what I want to say. Um, but wh- why did it have to be her? You know, yeah. Ellie threw a tantrum. We didn't have to see what she was exactly. doing, and we didn't care. But I cared about Alice. <laughs> exactly. And I, I did. I was scared because at this point, I don't think we really knew. You know, they yeah. they killed off Amber and Zandra, and. I was like, oh, crap, yeah. are they really, is this really happening right now? You know, like, is this really, like, is this going to be it for Alice? Mm-hmm. It's, it's scary. I don't like it. My poor Alice. Mm-hmm. Why did they do that to poor, poor Alice? It's just. But it's necessary. Yeah, great yeah, setup. yeah, it was a great setup. And I think it was necessary for the storyline going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. When it comes to making someone a damsel in distress, there are good ways to go yeah. about it and there are bad ways. This was a great mm-hmm. way. To make mm-hmm. Alice into a damsel who yeah, needs to be because rescued, how else you know without defaulting on right and not defaulting on who she is and yeah it just it works you know it just worked and of course Alice has the strength to kick that pole down I mean I saw that beam wobbling beforehand when the kids were jumping on the stairs I'm like oh man oh no and then of course when it actually happened I'm like oh that's right that's why it was so loose mm-hmm. gotcha. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's worked in an old barn, an old farm, that hasn't uh-huh. had maintenance, my gosh, these kind of oh, accidents. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I was scared. I was absolutely terrified for her yep, the first time I same. saw it. I was like, oh! Yeah, how is she ever going to walk again if she even right. makes it, you know? We know the, we know the mall rats don't right. rescue people. What's right. going to happen to Alice? <laughs> She's screwed. Mm-hmm. But, but remember, they made sure that she straight up said, I will be at the farm. So... Mm-hmm. We know that they know where she is. Oh, that's not yeah. the point. I mean, the the, the rats just suck at following you and saving anybody. You know, You're for, right. for, for, for a split second, I had hope that Ryan would end up storming off to the farm, just saying, I'm going to be there, just leave me alone, and him I'm finding convicted. her. I'm all Ryan and Alice here. Mm-hmm. The yes. way to bring them together. That's good. That's my headcanon. That's what really that's happened. Head, that is absolutely <laughs> what happened, okay? They saved each other. Like, Lex mm-hmm. can make that with her later, and it's awesome, but let Ryan be the one to rescue her, and then they have this right. emotional intimacy. And... and then, you know, Ryan can bring her back to, to Lex. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Perfect. And their friendship blossoms, and then, you know, he can confide mm-hmm. in her about Celine, and then it's, it, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what happened. That's the story. 
And they'll live happily ever after on the farm. I'd much rather have that than what we can. I know. Yeah. Oh, Lord. They do her dirty, okay? Alice can make Ryan understand how unhealthy his relationship with Celine is and help him understand what his attachment is to her. Right. And, and realize he doesn't need her. <laughs> and they'd both be happier living on the farm without all the drama. Right. It, it would be great. It would oh be my magnificent. Gosh. I've literally just floated <laughs> up in the La La Land. <laughs> I can picture the little babies. Season two. What's season the two? He's running around, you know, with their little overalls on, doing the farm work. And then that happy thought that brings <laughs> series two, episode thirty-three, to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in a future episode of the podcast, you can send us a message on our Facebook page or on our website, thetribe.co.uk. So we'll see you next time for episode thirty-four. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.